Exurgat Deus, disipentur inimici eius, et fugiancio dedunteum a facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered, and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. If you take a look uh, via DuckDuckGo or swing through uh, Twitter and some of social media, you'll notice that last night into today, the Kazakhstan government has fallen. Russian peacekeepers have been moved in. Uh, looks to be approximately a, a battalion-sized element of paratroopers and others. The people have actually uh, arrested the Kazakh military and taken some of their equipment due to extreme fuel prices and the and the uh, gas shortage or petrol shortage in Kazakhstan. Local militias have taken to horseback in order to fight against the government, including the army. The army put down a peaceful, a, a peaceful, a rally, which turned violent in the city's capital. Protesters have toppled the statue, and there are roughly um, estimates right now of several hundred dead and thousands injured. They've also set fire to and what looks like basically destroyed the uh, the justice center in the capital of Almaty. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defendenos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opraesidium. Imperatili Deus, supplicas deprecamur, tu que princeps militae calestis, santanam aliosque spiritus malignos que ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum detrude. Amen. Cor Jesus Sacratissimum miserere nobis, Mater Dolorosa, ora pro nobis, Speculum Justitiae, ora pro nobis, Beatus Carolus Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine ostende facium tuum et salvierimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Whatever is actually going on, the one thing that became very painfully clear <clears throat> is that the reasons it's happening and what the intent is and things that are unfolding, nobody is getting right. Now, there are some things that are kind of important to know. Independent, and apparently one of the, uh, one of the uh, podcasts that I listened to, um, keeping an eye on things in business, they were unaware that the government actually shut down the internet, which has made local and lo which has made long distance phone calling um, and bank access impossible. Residents haven't been able to withdraw any of their money. Have, the cell phones haven't worked for long distance calls. Most of everything, most of everything seems to have ground to a halt. And the key things that everybody are focusing on, like the dumbasses they really are, are the fuel prices. But about an hour ago, I was watching I was watching a report on Bitcoin and crypto. Bitcoin took approximately it fell from 46,000 to 42,000 in the last 24 hours, which admittedly is not the kind of hit that you would expect given the fact that Kazakhstan, with the shutdown of the internet and Bitcoin mining, 
Kazakhstan represents 18%, almost one-fifth of the Bitcoin mining in the world. Almost one-fifth. When China started cracking down on Bitcoin, Kazakhstan stepped up and took its place. The internet is absolutely a vital necessity in Kazakhstan. That much is very obvious. And it's obvious not just for communication, but given the fact that Bitcoin is an extraordinarily lucrative resource, if you want to call it a resource, to shut down to shut down crypto mining in Kazakhstan is to make is actually to do a really, really major, uh, like a near death blow to what is already a very meager economy. The economy was already weak. They suffered very greatly. The government has instituted draconian lockdowns after the vein of most European countries with re- with regards to COVID, etc. Despite the fact, obvious, despite the obvious facts that everybody listening to this podcast already know, I'm not going to rehash the vaccine, the vaccine and COVID and all that other crap. <clears throat> but the government has responded in a very heavy-handed way in trying to shut everything in trying to shut everything down and gain control of everything. They follow the United Nations plan, which is why if you look over at the United Nations, they are silent. Now Russia has declared that they're sending in peacekeepers in order to try and restabilize the government, but there's a legitimate reason to question what Vladimir Putin's intentions are with Kazakhstan. Now, It is important to note that Kazakhstan does share a border with Russia. It is the ninth largest country, I think, in the world. Physically speaking, like geographically speaking, um, it it has it has uh, it is the ninth largest national landmass in the world. And it seems that the protests and the riots based on early reporting are happening in all corners of the country. Now, to put Kazakhstan's size in perspective. It is actually almost larger than the entirety of continental Europe. So everything west of Russia, Kazakhstan's actually almost bigger than all of it. <clears throat> There's a fuel shortage. In large part, uh, in large part, seemingly... And I don't know if this is actually true, because honestly, I mean, seriously, who pays attention to Kazakhstan? I mean, if, unless you're Borat, in, in which case you only pay attention to Kazakhstan to make fun of it. <clears throat> the fact remains, Kazakhstan is not exactly an international news thing. Now, the fact that the government has fallen is something of note. The Kazakh government resigned last night. As of right now, Kazakhstan has no government. So we'll see how everything plays out. We'll see. Russia sent in troops. Vladimir Putin has made it really no secret that he has been looking to reestablish the Russian Empire. And notice I'm saying the Russian Empire, not the Soviet Empire, because I don't think he actually wants to go back to the Soviet Union. In all honesty. I think it may end up falling in that direction. But in order to buttress against that, Russia's national government amended the Constitution to establish the fact that Christianity is the official state religion. So it is likely the Russian Empire is going to look a little bit more 
probably like a 21st century czarist thing rather than the 20th century Soviet thing. We'll see. In all honesty, thing, it, it's too early to tell what exactly is going on, but it does look, in all honesty, um, looking, looking at the video footage, it actually looks like America's handiwork. And it might be Russian handiwork, it might be, but the fact remains is that one of the things that America never did was, well, for example, we didn't send troops into Egypt during their color revolution. We didn't set we we don't typically send troops in for a color revolution. Other people send troops in when we foment a color revolution. So this is actually looking like it's possible this is something that we did. Key thing to keep in mind is that the current administration has dirty ties to Kazakhstan. There's imagery floating around that you can now actually see very quickly on on Twitter and in social media of Hunter and Joe Biden taking photographs with high-level oligarchs, not in the Kazakh government, but in the Kazakh society. And we already know that Hunter and Joe Biden had fairly close financial ties to Burisma in Ukraine. We know that Hunter and Joe Biden have fairly close ties to China. The corruption here, and, and this is actually where the issue comes at, where the, where the issue comes into play. It's very difficult to distinguish what of this is actually the natural criminal corruption within government, and then what is actually being deliberately fomented in order to destabilize the world to try and unite everybody under one umbrella. Now, I will say, Russia has already long since said that they're not really going along with all of the crap that's coming out of the United Nations. They have confirmed that it is bad for, it's obviously it's bad for Russia and they think it's bad for the world and they're not doing it. So, fun fact, all of that one world government stuff is not going to be one world government. Now, I've never, ha I've never sat down and spoken with Vladimir Putin. I would ask him some distinctively different questions than the average person. But I don't have enough visibility into what it is that is actually on the Russian agenda. And nobody, and honestly, nobody really does. We kind of think we know. We know that Our Lady has said that Russia will be used as fairly instrumental in the chastisement against the world. And Kazakhstan very much appears to be going through its own chastisement right now. It's too early to tell what this is actually going to turn into. Unfortunately, I don't know, and I really honestly kind of, kind of am kicking myself in the butt because if I'd have seen this, if I'd have known, first off, that almost 20% of Bitcoin mining was coming out of Kazakhstan, then I would have been paying more attention to Kazakhstan. It's that simple. You cannot have a major resource that is destabilizing currency across the world and then actually have one place that's largely the headquarters for it and not pay attention to that headquarters to see what happens. 
And it would have been nice to actually get some lead time and not get a whole lot of after-the-fact pontificating from a bunch of ostensibly left-wing, pro-one-world-government, psychopathic, uh, you know, that psychopathic perspective on what's going on, just going back behind and being able to rewrite everything that's going on. Now, the bonus is, is that if I get a lot of news from American sources, they're not actually going to be paying, they're not paying that close attention, so they'll just report. They don't know what they're, they don't know what they're looking at for the most part. But it's easier to actually try to dive in and act and, and get some of the video and see if, see if some of the information will bubble out based on, based on the Kazakh report, like actual reporting from people who are boots on the ground, who actually live there, who understand what's going on. But it was very horrifying to watch cell phone video of Almaty Square, or at the, I guess, Republic Square in Almaty, as a live fire firefight was going on in the Capitol with explosions and fully automatic weapons. And I got to be perfectly honest with you. All of those people who want to talk about an insurrection, all of those people who want to talk about a rebellion, all of those people who want to talk about toppling a government, that video is what toppling a government actually looks like. When you have people who are arresting military military personnel and taking their equipment, and you have people storming the actually storming the Capitol with bloodshed and violence in direct physical conflict with the military and law enforcement, that is what a rebellion and an insurrection looks like. Not some douchebag with a painted face and buffalo horns walking around the Capitol with an American flag. But while everybody's busy paying attention to the anniversary of January 6th like it's some big deal, and it's not, nobody's paying attention to the fall of the crypto capital of the world. Let me say that again. While everybody is paying attention to the anniversary of the dumbest act I've ever seen in America, the most futile, ridiculous, worthless act I've ever seen in the United States of America, nobody is paying attention to the fall of the crypto capital of the world. And in point of fact, nobody even knew Kazakhstan was the crypto capital of the world. And if people had known, then the fall in Bitcoin prices should have actually been expected. And the fall in crypto prices should have been expected because Kazakhstan is very heavily invested in crypto. And there are people who are going saying, oh, well, it's taking so much power in, in Kazakhstan that it's causing a fuel shortage. Bull crap. You don't run computer servers on gasoline. There may be coal, maybe wood, maybe natural gas to a degree, but you don't run, but the same gas, like the same fuel that is being used to power automobiles, which by the way, in Kazakhstan is, isn't even petrol, it's largely diesel. The same fuel used to run automobiles in Kazakhstan is not the same fuel that's being burned to mine in order to power the computer the server farms that that mine crypto. 
So anybody who's telling you that it's a, it's all basically because of the fuel shortage is lying because they're, they either don't see the whole picture. And I'm not saying I do. I do see enough of the picture to know that there's a lot more going on. And that's actually the point. Oh, it's a fuel shortage based on this. Okay, cool. What else? Well, no, that's it. No, 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 it's not. Yes, there's a fuel shortage in Kazakhstan. Seems to be rail seems to be monopolistic power coming out of Russia because because Kazakhstan gets most of their fuel. Well, they send the oil out from Kazakhstan and they get the gas and the fuels and the actual fuel back from Russia. So there is something to be said about that. But there's more going on. They don't want to talk about the fact that the government has also implemented the same sort of draconian measures that have happened in most of the rest of the world in response to COVID. They don't want to talk about the fact that Kazakhstan is actually on the page, on the same pages as most of the rest of the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, and all of those crazy wackadoos who are trying to basically establish a one world government. Now, this is possibly a revolution specifically designed to put Russia in power in Kazakhstan, it's possible. And before we go saying, oh, we need to stop it, or oh, somebody, or oh, that's terrible, we don't know that. We don't know that. Denying Vladimir Putin more power in the area is not necessarily a good thing. And allowing Vladimir Putin to reestablish some sort of dominance in the former in the former Soviet empire particularly under a Christian empire, is not necessarily a bad thing. Yes, we have long-standing prejudices, and with good reason. With good reason, we have long-standing prejudices. There's been a lot of animosity. But when you, look at the, when you actually look at the things that the United States of America has done in the last 100 years, it is very difficult to say that it's the United States of America that are the good guys. Yes, our people have suffered immense prosperity in the last 100 years. We have been economically dominant, militarily dominant, just dominant in every form. But that doesn't mean that we're the good guys. Just because we're the prosperous guys doesn't mean we're the good guys. And we've proven over the last couple of years that at the core of the United States of America is nothing of virtue. Nothing of value, nothing worth preserving in the long run. What we have is greed and pride and envy. That's what we have. That's what that's been our biggest export: greed, pride, and envy, as manifested in black by Black Lives Matter and Antifa, and the fact that we are we have been largely responsible of most of the destabilization of national governments around the world, from the Middle East to Europe to to the Pacific, and we have been on the wrong side. All of our talking heads, all of the talking heads, and a lot of people forget that the, United, the New York Times is in large part on board with this totalitarian push across America. They're on board with a totalitarian push in Australia. They're friends and friendly with the Chinese Communist Party, which has actual prison camps and death camps going on right now. And oh yeah, they'll talk a big game about Russia, but they were in bed with the Soviet Union and they were in bed with the Nazis. 
and they hated Mussolini and they hated Francisco Franco. So what does that tell you? What does that actually tell you? What it tells me is that the educated elite, the so-called educated elite, are evil. They will always back evil. They back Mao Zedong, they back Joseph Stalin, they back Vladimir Lenin, and they backed Adolf Hitler. They're habitually evil. Because apparently a secular, Protestant, Freemasonic education will bring in communism and all of and all of the evil isms and you'd be perfectly okay with it forgetting of course and this is one of the reasons this is one of the reasons why i am actually in support of fascism because fascism is the core ideology of every republic ever you cannot be in favor of a representative republic However, however, it's composed, you cannot be in favor of a republic and not be fascist. That is not a thing. And America has engaged in self-hatred for a very long time because fascism has been at the core of the United States government forever. It's how the government functions. A pluribus unum, out of many, one. There is no more fascist of a concept. The problem is, is that in America, it's fascism without the virtue of Catholicism, without the framework and the actual anchoring in that which is right, good, true, and beautiful, which is why we are where we're at today with everybody trying to tear the bundle of sticks apart and doing a pretty fantastic job at it. I am unsure what's headed into the future what's going to happen, how it's actually going to all play out. But there are large events happening. And I would remind you that the United States of America has not been on the Catholic side of history, which is to say the only right side of history ever. So for all of my love of country, there is also an understanding that we are not the good guys. Not as a national government. Not as a political entity on the world stage. We have never been the good guys. We've simply been better than some of the alternatives. And we're not, by any stretch of the imagination, better than Christendom. So if there's going to be a, an imitation of Christendom coming out of Russia... So be it. We'll see. It's hard to tell. It is very difficult to tell. There is no doubt that Vladimir Putin is a strongman. He's the strongman archetype, at least on the world stage. We'll see what happens. If Russia gets control of Kazakhstan and they benefit by, manage, by managing to reestablish the 18%, the 18% of the total Bitcoin mining in the world, then maybe you want to invest in Bitcoin. Who knows? <clears throat> but for those who did not know 
why Bitcoin fell from 46,000 to 42,000. It is because 18% of the mining capacity has been shut down due to a revolution in Kazakhstan. We'll see how things play out. There's a lot of stuff going on in Turkey as well that I can't really get into right now, but it looks like the Turkish economy is about to go flop. Just like the Chinese economy is breaking down. A lot of these economic troubles are going to are going to force people in situ, into situations where they're going to make mistakes that are going to have global ramifications. But one thing is absolutely certain. Most of these places are suffering for their godlessness. Us included. How it all plays out, I'll let you know. Pray for the church. Pray for the nation. Pray that God's will be done, whatever that will is, in Kazakhstan. Because there are thousands of people dying right now. Time now. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.